This is Robert Fleming of the Tucson, Arizona law firm of Fleming & Curdy talking to you today about Uniform Transfers to Minors Act accounts, or as everyone calls them, UTMA. Sometimes actually people call them UTMA accounts when they're trying to prove that they have insider knowledge. With me is my partner, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. Elizabeth, welcome back. Hello, Robert. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what UTMA is, what it's good for, how people might use it. Um, and I guess we need to start with the disclaimer that we're Arizona lawyers. That's really the only law we know. One of the interesting things about UTMA, the Uniform Act, is that it is uniform, uh, except that it's not. Every state has its own version of UTMA. There are some variations state to state. So when we talk about the rules, we're going to be talking about Arizona rules, People, they might get some general information, but they need to check with their states, with a lawyer in their state, about uh, about how the law actually works for them. Actually, I said every state has an UTMA account, and that's not true. One state, South Carolina, has never adopted the Uniform Act. There is a predecessor act called the Uniform Gift to Minors Act, or UGMA, and South Carolina passed that in, oh, I don't know, the 1960s or something and decided they were done. They didn't need to go back and revisit it. Okay, a lot of introduction to the idea of an UTMA account. Elizabeth, when would we tell a client to use an UTMA account rather than setting up a trust or doing something else? Oh, Robert, that's such a good question. Well, every case is a little bit different. If I see somebody who wants to leave a gift of maybe ten or $20,000 to a minor or somebody who may be under the age of 21 in Arizona, those are times where you stop and pause and think maybe the administrative costs to set up a trust are really not worth it. It might be easier for a grandparent to create something like a UTMA account. I think this is a good point also to note. There are so many different ways to use these types of accounts. And we see them frequently in estate planning. But on the flip side, we also see them in trust administration cases where trustees come to us and they say, my mother left $5,000 for my 10-year-old child. Do I really have to set up a trust? And the answer in Arizona is no. A lot depends on the terms of the trust. But in Arizona, if we look at who the money comes from, that often helps us make a distinction of when the money needs to be distributed if we're using an UPMA account. And, and uh, I, I completely agree with you. But uh, remember that when you put $10,000, a relatively small amount, although I have to say that feels like a huge number to me, that's, that's more than, uh, than I usually write my checks for, but if you're putting a, a relatively small amount into an account, um, that the UTMA account might be a cheap, easy, straightforward way to do it. But it's not how much you put in, but how much is in there. So we have a recent uh, case that is described on our, on our website in which um, a, a father did exactly that. He put $10,000 into an UTMA account for his son. Nobody did anything. The son turned... Uh, in that state, the age was 19. In Arizona, it would have been 21. The son turned 19 and uh, and didn't touch the account for another eight or 10 years. I forget exactly how long. And by the time that it becomes an issue, the account has grown to $100,000. And then the son declared bankruptcy. And the question became whether that old UTMA account that had never been changed 
was an was an asset in his bankruptcy proceeding, whether it had to be turned over to the bankruptcy trustee. Spoiler alert, it did have to be turned over to the bankruptcy trustee. So that was a $10,000 contribution, but it turned into a much bigger asset by the time uh, by the time the issue became uh, apparent. So what could they have done instead? Create a trust, right? That's really kind of the only other choice. You could have done that. And I think that in some cases we talk to folks and their goals um, are creditor protection, thinking in advance about a child who may have problems spending and figuring out how to put some more limitations on those distributions. But in Arizona, if you're 18 years old and you have a UTMA account and it's your money in the account, meaning the money that you received possibly from a personal injury settlement or from a grandparent, um, then we have to stop and pause and think about whether that's the age in Arizona that you may receive the funds in the account and close it. Right. And it only goes to 21 if it's money from somebody else. So if your parents set up the account for you and put their money in it, it still is 21. There's a lot of uh, recent research that says that the brains of, of children, and especially, I might say, since it's coming from me, male children, don't mature until about age 25. So the UPMA account has you giving the money to the complete control of the person when we already know they're likely to not really be ready to manage any significant amounts of money. I'm just going to make a quick plug here, Robert, for planning with UPMA or UTMA accounts. One of the things that I tell people to do is if they're going to create one of these, they need to think about who is going to be in charge of the account if that person who's created it or established or established it becomes disabled, um, incapacitated, or dies. One of the biggest troubles is when we look at these UTMA accounts, they can't be distributed out to the beneficiary, and we have the principal person who set it up is no longer able to manage it. In many cases, a bank will allow you to nominate a successor to manage the account, and that's a good thing to look into if you're going to establish one of these. So it's, I think it's appropriate to tell people that the UTMA account is really like a trust, it's just a trust that the legislature has written all the terms of how you select a successor trustee, what age the trust matures. Uh, it's as if the legislature sat down and wrote a trust for the generic purpose of receiving small amounts of money. Uh, it's not a panacea, the UPMA account. It can be an appropriate choice for relatively small amounts of money um, when you're not too worried about the financial stability or the health of the custodian, as Elizabeth says. But, uh, but talk to a lawyer about your alternatives before you put any significant amount of money in an UTMA account. I guess the last point I want to make is I have seen again and again parents who set up UTMA accounts because they think that they're doing a nice thing. It's like a, 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 an education account that they're setting aside money for but they don't realize they've actually given the money away. And then later they have financial reverses and they think, oh, I'll just close out my daughter's UTMA account and use that money. Nope. Once you set up the account, that's a completed gift. It belongs to your daughter. You can't take it back. So don't get confused about the significance of those accounts. Hey, Elizabeth, uh, thank you. And um, folks, thank you for joining us. This is Robert Fleming. Uh, Fleming and Curdy, a Tucson, Arizona elder law and estate planning firm. Um, feel free to subscribe to our podcast and or our newsletter online, and um, we hope to hear from you more accurately. We hope you hear from us next time. Thanks.